You're listening to Legends Cast, a proud member of the Camp Legend Podcasting Network. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you. To become a supporter of the show, visit patreon.com slash camplegend. Hello and welcome to Legends Cast Season 4 the starter set my name is mark of the lift from outside of pittsburgh pa and with me today i have my legendary and ever faithful co-host dead broke nerd and our catastrophically creative and eternally optimistic gibbles and bits man yours is so much harder for me to remember and like forever and will always be and i'm not sure why (laughs) it's we also haven't done it in that long or like it hasn't been that recent that we've uh um we're, we're not in it every week anymore I get like, nervous. Like we used to. You can't mess it up. It's got a lot of syllables to it. A lot of places to trip. Yeah, I, I think that I need to have a new uh, a new one. I think I need to be like uh, legendary and uh, currently reforming or something. You know? <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you saying are you saying right now that I have to the, the one that I do remember yes. is the one that I have to change? That's uh, disastrously devious and and uh, uh, catastrophically sarcastic. I don't know. <laughs> We're already using catastrophically. Uh, yeah, based on my I'll... reputation from uh, last season, maybe it should be uh, uh, notoriously negative or something like that. The, the notoriously <laughs> or positive or positively pessimistic. How's that <laughs> one? That's not bad. That's not a bad one. I like that one. I like that. One. Well, guys, welcome into season four. This is the first. We had a, a sort of an announcement uh, episode we did. This is the first actual episode of season four where we are doing a grand tour of card games over the course of the next year. And so, there's card games played before but we've never talked about there's a good chance we're going to talk about it over the next 12 months and if there's a card game that you've been thinking about getting into but you've never taken the time to explore it well have no fear we likely will explore it over the next 12 months and have some conversation about it and so that's pretty exciting and guys uh the first game that we're going to talk about we'll talk about in a moment but it's it's marvel snap but the game awards uh, in 2022, we're recording this a little bit early. So it's December. Literally, Game Awards happened last night. Uh, best mobile game of the year w- went to Marvel Snap last night. That's amazing, especially considering like it only just came out, quote unquote, like what two months ago. Right. Like people have known about it, and like people have been playing like betas or or other versions of it, but the actual released game hasn't been out for much much uh, amount of time. In, in the calendar yeah, year that they're getting the award. I don't know if I've ever seen a card game release this hot, this fast. You know what I it's mean? Very popular right now. Yeah. Was I mean, it... you're, we're talking like, I mean, I, I'm seeing articles from like more mainstream AAA video game coverage websites and stuff, just like geeking out about Marvel snap constantly. So it's just like, I mean, it, it really has taken root. Also, did you guys see the YouTube video? Like they did a, a, they did like a music video in conjunction with some person I'd never heard of, but it was really good. You haven't heard of Martin Garrix? No. Yeah, he's a like an EDM guy. So he's he's put out some you've you've probably heard his stuff before. Um, maybe just not recognize it. Uh, but his yeah, he's he's a good and he's like a well known. I know that you are from what you just said, aren't familiar with him, but he is a uh, well-known name in the music industry mm-hmm. for like music production and kind of like beats. He's like DJ Khaled, but like actually works hard. 
if it makes sense. I see. <laughs> I see. Well, I, I thought the video was great. Uh, not just the music, but uh, the actual cinematics and stuff or like the, the the animations were really good. And like, like, no lie. It's like, I guess it's like a it's about like Marvel couples. So it's got all of these huh. images of all these different Marvel couples, you know, like Storm and Black Panther, Daredevil and Elektra, someone who's like pretty connected to the comics and stuff like that. Um, Rogue and Gambit. I just like I was like legitimately like mildly touched by it. It was a really nice tribute to like the Marvel power couples. You know what I mean? I didn't get to. I actually literally. I didn't watch the last 30 seconds of it because I got uh, stuck on a work call that like I had to jump on last second. Um, but I'm looking I'm hoping I haven't finished it. I'm hoping that they have a a, a Mr. Fantastic and uh, Invisible Woman. Oh reference in there well but i wouldn't be surprised really because then they also put a, a new bundle in the game i know that we're like getting into game things now but they also thematically put a new bundle in the game that you could buy some stuff uh yeah, that's with, uh, that's called the hearts wild uh Rogue and gambit. with Rogue, Rogue and gambit. gambit so like they're tailoring things in the game along with this and giving some free well, stuff and they away, released cool. a free a free alt art of storm which is on mobile phenomenal it's yep. probably I mean, the best alt art out one there of the her. best alt arts i made it sure. i made it my base and i'm wishing i hadn't sunk a bunch of uh uh upgrades already into the other storm the other ones the other one's good too but... uh, and storm's a great card so it's a good alt art to have so mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely yeah i i'm uh i'm really uh, the cinematic is really really cool um it was done it was just done really well um i and it's interesting because it, it harkens back and reminds me of because Brode, when he was leading Hearthstone, which, yeah. you know, he's leading this team. There were some really phenomenal Hearthstone cinematics as well. Um, yeah, the marketing materials from Hearthstone back in the day were really good. They'd get I mean, they had Matthew Mercer, who was like height of critical role popularity at the time, come in and sing the intro to Cobalts and Catacombs. You know what I mean? So like they they know how to know market that. to their audience. Yeah. Yeah, they know how to market, man. And Ben Brode, when he was doing it, was like on top of it. So it's no surprise. I mean, shoot, they did that ad with Samuel L. Jackson. Like, yep. dude, they're pull, they're they're like, they're pulling big names for this sort of stuff. Apparently, if this musician dude, the, the is in ad fact with a Samuel big L. Jackson name. is dope. Like, I had no <laughs> idea. Funny. I was like, I was kind <laughs> of like, what is this? And I don't know. I assumed it was like a car commercial or something. I I, li yeah, I didn't know what, uh, it was. what Capital One. <laughs> Yeah. You don't know viewing. Like, I, I was like, wow, they like whoever like they paid big bucks for this. And then it was uh it was it was a Marvel Snap commercial. And I was like, that's pretty crazy. Like honestly. Well, obviously partnerships, like, we, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it it helps to be in the Disney pocket, right? I'm sure yeah. it doesn't hurt to have access to that. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit throughout the course, and this is gonna kind of set the framework for what you guys as listeners are going to receive from us. On basically the first week of each month, in the first week of each month, we're going to be talking about initial impressions of a game. We did choose Marvel Snap for the month of January because that is one that we all are actively currently playing. So we might get a little bit more in the weeds in the first season, uh, you know, the first part of the season, the first mm -hmm. month of the season, just because we've been playing Snap a decent amount. But let me ask you guys this. Uh, what, what have you been playing? I mean, I know we've all been playing Snap to a certain extent. But is there anything else that you guys have been playing that uh, that you've been enjoying right now? Any other card games that you've been uh, dabbling in at all, or any other games that you've been you've been really digging on recently? Well, uh, I would say no other card games 
um, at least no video games, uh, just uh, Marvel Snap as terms of digital card games. However, I did, inspired partly by Marvel Snap, uh, bust out a ton of my old uh, Marvel DC versus system, like physical cards, uh, and I have them yep. spread across my my uh, dining room table right now. Uh, and I'm like making new decks and like because uh, that game will just always and forever hold a special place in my heart. Um, it's it's one of the best physical card games in, in at least from a nostalgia factor, but also it's a really deep card game. So uh, in been enjoying that uh, and looking at all the cards, seeing the art. I did find I think that there's a one art uh, that shares the artwork with uh, with a Marvel Snap card, which is Swarm. I have a swarm physical card, and it's the same art as the swarm uh, art in uh, <laughs> in Snap, which is fun. Uh, but besides that, mostly playing Pokemon Unite with uh, with Gibby and uh, mm-hmm. and our our team and uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I also checked out uh, the early access for Predecessor, which is another MOBA. Um, pretty interesting. Ooh. And um, yeah, that's mostly been it. I've also been like insanely busy with work, so my video game time has been unfortunately limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I've been playing, still playing a little bit of Legends of Runeterra, still been in the game. They just dropped a whole new uh, patch and release of of, of heroes. Yeah, new cards. The new cards. So that was that was really cool. So I've been previewing those and getting getting in on that, playing plenty of Snap. Um, also, like DBN said, been playing Pokemon Unite with him. I did also download on my PS4 Inscription. Um, since we had talked about it as a, as a, a, a game that uh, is on the docket, to be yes. later this year as uh, something we talk about. I am excited to see that one. I got really hype about seeing the art and talking about it when we were doing our season four preview episode. So uh, I've been looking into that from a physical game perspective. There are cards involved, even though it's technically probably considered a board game. I've been delving a little bit into maybe some of like the strat, like in depth strategy and some of the balancing of the game villainous. Um, mm. because there's a lot mm-hmm. of different strategies. Um, and different decks that you can build or not build already built for you, but different ways to play um, all of the different decks that have been released at this point for villainous. So I just picked up another expansion for uh, the main game and I'm excited to play it for a, for a game that's billed as like a, a, you know, accessible family friendly uh, game. It is surprisingly not. So it is a gamer's game. It's a gamer's game. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a mean gamer's game too. Real yeah, game. you know, you're constantly messing with your opponent, like constantly, uh, at least if you're playing right, if you're playing correctly, you're messing with your opponent almost every other turn. Uh, but it, it's a it's a great game. So Between that and smash up deeper yeah, than they appear. Oh, that's a fun game, too. But yeah. that one is that one's just chaos. That one's organized chaos Pure in the best chaos. way. Yeah, it's great. Oh, man. Well, I've been uh, I've been dabbling trying out the new Destiny 2 season. Uh, wanted to check it out and see it. I, I'm going to at least get the season pass finished up on it, probably. And I am I'm liking it. It's like a heist season. Uh, everything's oh, about cool. like doing heists, uh, which is like stealing tech and stuff. And it's it's pretty fun. Uh, I've been playing a lot of snap. And then uh, I actually re-downloaded and I'm checking out the new World of Warcraft expansion oh, no. uh, this week. I know. I know. I, I, I uh, quit playing WoW nine years ago Uh-oh. and haven't been back. 
Uh, and Gibby has something to say. I can see it. I can see it in his eyes. <laughs> I've seen some people go down a dark hole, man, going back <laughs> to that do game. It. Don't do it. Be I've care. lived in the Tread dark hole lightly. before. I've crawled out. <laughs> I've crawled out of the hole before. Um, no, I have a couple of buddies who are playing it, and I will say this. They definitely did a lot of quality of life updates over the last nine years that makes it so that you can actually you know, have a job and a family and dabble in the game a little bit. And uh, it's been fun. A little trip down Nostalgia Lane. And uh, I've been enjoying just jumping on with friends in the evening a couple of times and playing it the last week. And so, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get your judgment. wife on you. I'm, I'm yeah, gonna, I'll you're stay getting in touch so with her. much judgment from your co-host She's right now. She's against it. She's against it. It it won't. It's not going to be. A, I don't think it'll be like a. I, I don't know. You don't ever want to say things that you will regret. I don't think it's a long-term investment for me. I just don't have the time and energy for it. But uh, and Lightfall comes out next uh, in February. Bro, so, so hype for that. Yeah, we're not far from that. Speaking oh, of that, man, with you the and I are going to do some do some. We're oh, we're gonna yeah. team up, dude. I'm, Bro, I'm, I'm Lightfall, so excited for that. What's a what's a Lightfall? Uh, it's, it's Destiny the new, expansion. Yeah, new expansion. Oh, okay, Destiny. Okay. Um, after... Gib- if Gibby could get through the first like five hours of Destiny, he would love it. But he refuses to give it the time it takes to to just appreciate it. He j- I've tried, I've tried because it's a it. deep it's a deep strategic game lots of things to collect really fun like you can play with great friends it's so good and he would love it and making builds there's so many builds you can make constantly it's in the best place it's ever been from that perspective and he just i can't i can't break through i have to justify trudging through five hours of what you're i'm assuming you're considering bad content it's not bad it's just like learning the systems man it's like any game you know you the first you know, okay, Snap is actually, we're going to talk about this, Snap is an exception to the rule, but the first five hours of any game is typically a lot of like, okay, how does this work? What are the controls again? Like, that's any game. Well, I'm already two hours into the game down, roughly. I should Yeah, well, should that was that, that was like three expansions ago. That was in like... See, 20, I'm so far behind in the expansion. People are just going to have better loot than me. I'm just I'm never... We'll talk. Play. I'm going to, someday I'll break through to him. But But that's not the, the game we're talking about. No, that's not the game that we're talking about at all. We are talking about Marvel, uh, Marvel Snap, and so we're gonna we're gonna dive in because in the first episode of each month, as we begin talking about our game, uh, we want to talk about our first and new player experience, which this one will be a little unique, I think, um, specifically because uh, you know you guys aren't like we're all new ish, like we're new ish, but it's not like I didn't download the game three days ago and I have it fresh <laughs> in my brain. Right. And no. you guys were in some of like the backdoor beta. Uh, yes. And so you guys have had even more Don't time. Don't ban me, it. Ben Brode. But I am curious. I'd love to hear. We'll start with DBN. Tell me from what you can remember, what was your like first time booting up the game? What was that first player experience like? And how would you like, I don't know, how would you describe it or how would you rate it? And we'll talk like in terms of interface, tutorial, um, you know, first games that you play, that sort of stuff. But just like from what you can remember, your first impressions when you sort of booted up the game and gave it a try. Well, here's the thing. Uh, and I'll try to not talk about the things that are on our on our little list. Um, but I already knew I would like it. And the reason why is my dad got into the beta, like the the, the legal beta, not the beta that I did. 
<laughs> and uh, and him and I, that's, a, that's one of the biggest things we share is just card games, especially, but board games too. And also Marvel. So it was perfect. And, uh, you know, he had just been telling me all about it, explaining things. And I, I got to a place where I was like, okay, dad, I, I really can't keep up anymore. I, I don't, I can't keep track of what you're talking about. Like I, I, and he's like, well, just, you know, I, here, I like, I don't advocate for pirating, but here, just get, just, just go through the backdoor beta and, and see it. So I was like, all right, you got it, dad. Checked it out. And, uh, the first, my first impression was, and it's that the UI's changed since then, you know, um, some of the, obviously some of the card balancing, but like most of the like progression and all that sort of stuff is the same. Um, it does, it tries so hard, so hard not to overwhelm you. Mm. Like it, it does a phenomenal job at making sure somebody who checks it out and isn't a gamer, isn't a card gamer, doesn't get overwhelmed from jump. And, and I, I, and to the point where as a avid card gamer, I did get a little annoyed at times at the progression of it. But only because I was like, I'm ready for more. I'm ready for more. This is awesome. I enjoy the gameplay. I think there's a really nice balance of skill expression, deck building, and RNG that makes sure that no game is ever alike. Um, and I could tell that just from starting. And and the artwork is so good. And as a Marvel fan, I watch every MCU movie. I've read co- the comic books. like. I I just I felt instantly connected to it. It does a great job of accurately depicting the superheroes and making you feel like when you play Rhino, you feel like you're playing Rhino and he stomps through and destroys a, a location. Or when you play um what's one of the earliest ones? Um Ant-Man. I don't know, he Nightcrawler. Ant Man. He shrinks board, as you put right? him on the board. Yeah. yeah. It they Even, just do uh, such a great job. Yeah, Nightcrawler uh, poofing onto the board. Yeah. Yeah, Nightcrawler, bamf, and then you can move him, right? It's yep. just they, they just not just in the visual effects, but also in the card text. Like they do a great job of trying to correlate those things. There's a couple exceptions to that rule, but overall they do a really good job of that. So I was connected to the subject matter, and of course the gameplay experience was very well tailored, in my opinion. Yeah, Gibby, how about you? Like when you first booted up the game and had some of your, you know, your first experiences, because there's always that that initial like hump to get over it's like trying to figure out and sometimes it's bad right because it's like i don't know where the freaking buttons are and like how do you even play a game in this game and like it can be a little like how do i change this setting or that so you know what was your overall you know first player experience first glance at the game yeah so my first player like first chance to get into the game was finally getting past the uh complexities of downloading the backdoor beta um and trying to go through jump all through these hoops but once i got it my first thought as soon as i opened up the game was like wow this screen is like really small like it's on my computer screen like it's really thin narrow like how are you ever gonna play a game like everything's gonna be so small well you don't need all the space it's very vertical and that's one of the things i think makes this the interface very unique is that it's just so like up and down. Um, you're playing very much across from your opponent. There's really not 
a lot. Like you can pretty much almost put like blinders on, like you've got tunnel vision just between you and your opponent. That's all that matters. Um, it's, it's optimized so well for a mobile device. It is. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's a great way to put it. And um, despite not having started playing it on mobile, it was easy to tell how it would transition eventually knowing that it was coming into a mobile game and it'd be like, Oh, this is going to fit really well. Like this is going to take up like the full screen of it. But as soon as I came into the game, and I'm I, I'm trying to look past some of the like okay I used this in an unoptimized format on my computer, but for those that were actually playing it legally like through like the right ways, um, it was very polished from the beginning. It you could tell that a lot of time had been spent on trying to get it to a place that it needed to be. And now there's always going to be bug fixes. There's always going to be um, updates and things and and kind of some glitches with cards or effects or things not um, working as intended in the, in the actual interface, you could tell that they had thought very thoroughly about how it was going to be perceived and how it would come across as a player. And I think that is, I think that is kind of ties into to DBN's point of like, they not oversimplified things, but they tried to not overwhelm their players. They wanted things to look visually pleasing and and it to be well received from the jump where someone didn't go oh there's a million things in my face what do i do now my first and my initial like trying to navigate the game was a bit different because i had i was on a call with dbn trying to answer some of the questions or trying to play a couple matches um as i finally got into the game so he was guiding me through some of the uh some of the things that i was trying to accomplish in the game but overall like i don't think there's a couple things that maybe i wouldn't have been able to figure out right away had i not had his help but i think i would have been okay jumping into a game and i would have picked it up i probably would have lost a couple but i would be like all right i think i'm understanding how this goes or what this deck building is like yeah you know for me i think when i first booted up the game some of the stuff that hits you right off the bat is that it's it's really it's very crisp like graphically it's crisp a lot of things are pretty clear i actually think that one element of the game when it comes to currency has become more convoluted over time than what it was originally which is the token shop which i'm sure we'll get to in a future episode but one of my first things like when i first get into a game is like i look for currency i want to know like what are the currencies and what am i using the currencies for and in this game there's credits and gold bars and i'll be honest when I first booted it up, I wasn't terribly sure what I was supposed to do with those things, right? So then I bump over to the shop and I'm like, okay, what do you do in the shop? And it's like, okay, there's some cards that I can spend gold bars on. What exactly does that mean? Some things that I can spend credits on. Okay, I can buy credits. Okay, oh, I can buy gold bars to buy credits. Okay, so gold bars are the premium currency. And then I think in the first handful of games that I played, I actually got gold bars. And then I realized, that there's gold bars and current credits that are given to you throughout the game. And that's one because I immediately go for a, a mobile game, even a card game. And I want to know how predatory is this game, right? And when I realized that they gave you the premium currency for playing the game, I was like, okay, well that, that feels good to me, right? That feels pretty good. Um, I'll say this. It wasn't easy at first to figure out how to put a deck together. Like I wasn't, it wasn't like super, it wasn't super self-explanatory because they have like the little deck option next to where you click play. And I was like, well, how do I make a deck here? And like, where do you, 
but you know, you have your collections tab and it's there that you have to make. And the only other thing that I think my first impression when I came in, I was like, well, you know, until you click on the cards and realize that the text is on the cards that like, they're not printed on the cards, they're below the cards. You have to pull up the card to read the text, which they kind of show you in the tutorial. It was like a little confusing right off the bat because one of the things you get given in the very beginning of the game is a bunch of cards that just have like flavor text below them because you know things like misty night and cyclops and because these are cards that you're going to use you're just going to use them once you're in pool three and you find patriot um but at first like you get them and i was like a little unsure about what to do with them so i think there was a little uncertainty there once i got into my first couple of games though because i've played the game smash up i was like oh i i get this okay i understand this game this is marvel's smash up in six rounds rather than 15 hours. This makes a lot of sense, right? Um, and if you've never played Smash Up, it can take a really long time because there's a lot of say no elements to it. And it, it can be a little frustrating. And so, and then, you know, once I had a few games under my belt, which we'll jump into the tutorial, which probably neither of us, none of us probably even remember really, really well. Um, but I found the tutorial to be pretty, pretty good. Like it was it walks you through that pretty well. And then it walked you through upgrading cards and it walked you through like how to in the frame breaking and like everything was really good. And I think the other thing that I realized early on was I didn't, I didn't know this, like you get credits early and eventually credits are the problem, right? Not the boosters. You always have a bajillion boosters, but you don't have enough credits. Um, that's not your case. You have a no, problem. No, I, I somehow screwed up my own econ in-game economy where I constantly have more credits than I have boosters to boost. I don't know how this happened. That ain't me. And I think That's that, like, I think that I'm at the place where, like, I just, it might be luck where I open collector's caches and I just keep getting credits and I keep getting credits and I keep getting credits. I'll either get a card or I'll get credits. I almost never pull boosters from collector's caches. Oh, wow. It's, it's bizarre. And I've also been very busy, so I log in, knock out my quests, and maybe play a couple extra games, and then I log off. So, like, for weirdly, the boosters are my problem. But um, can I also say, before we move on, like, through the tutorial and stuff, I just find it fascinating. The three of us giving our first impressions, and I start immediately focusing on gameplay, right? And, like, oh, like, the, you know, it keeps it accessible. Gibby immediately is talking about the polish of the game, the user interface, stuff like that. And Mark goes directly into the collecting components in the in-game economy. And I just think yep. that's this perfect distillation of the three of us. Because <laughs> I think we immediately begin looking for things that matter to us, right? Like, this yeah. is going to tell me if this is a game that's going to stick with me. And and my biggest hang up, and I'll talk about this in a minute, when, when I first started experiencing it was the progression, um, because I felt uh, originally I felt like it was too slow. And that could have had to do with somebody else's comment in my chat that really screwed me up because I was streaming when I first played it. But yeah. uh, G Gibby was there to correct it, actually, because he was he was in it. But yeah, anybody, if you guys have any memory or, you know, of what the tutorial was like or what that experience was like with running the tutorial, I, I don't remember having any critiques about it. Um, no, the tutorial is extremely simple. Um, and you basically go through like th between three and five little games where it's scripted. And while you, you gradually gain more choice, but it explains like the dynamics of what it means to play a card, how your energy system works, um, you know, what uh, what the different 
uh, lanes can matter and how that will influence the outcome of the game. And then eventually introducing snapping, um, which obviously is the core gameplay component here. And I don't know, are we planning to talk about the game players at the next episode? I, I think we can get into a little bit of like our first, at least our first impressions and experiences with the gameplay and what we like. Or just summarize like. it for somebody who isn't playing Marvel Snap, which I know a lot of our community has tried it at this point. But yeah, basically, you have 12 cards in a deck. There are three little locations, each with a random effect. And there's a big, ginormous pool of random locations. And every turn, you gain uh, a max energy up to six. And at the end of the sixth turn, you look at each of the three locations and you add up the total power of all the cards that you have there. So over the course of the game, you're playing cards to different locations and uh, you're effectively set, trying to win as many of them as possible, but definitely two. Because if you win two out of the three locations, you win the game. Um, very simple in concept, a little bit more complex, especially the further and deeper you go into the card pool where there's more options, more things you have to play around. Um but uh, it's a it's a core core concept that's pretty easily accessible to people, and I think that the tutorial, just circling back to that, does a really good job at breaking those things out in a timely manner. It doesn't waste too much of your time, and it gets you into you know, and then it also introduces like swapping things in and out of your deck, and it takes the time to show you what that means. Um, and make a couple very quick recommendations on that. At least that's what it was in the beta. And I thought it, I, I don't, again, my, my impression of it was they're really trying to keep it accessible and make sure that people don't get confused along the way in terms of the gameplay at the very least. Yeah. And I consider this like an extended non-scripted part of the tutorial, but another thing that is happens throughout your player, your new player experience is that every time you, or I think it's mostly your opponent, um, every time your opponent plays a card that you have never seen before in the game you haven't come across, it stops the whole game. It goes, new card, or never seen before, and it highlights it and like makes it big on your page so you can see the beautiful artwork, read the text, and understand what this card is, so that way it not only does it help you... Um, play a little bit better for the rest of that current game that you're in, but it also allows you to understand what that card is and maybe be like, Ooh, that would be a really cool card to have in my collection. I want to, how do I get that one? I want to look at that card or I really like this, this, uh, this hero and from like the Marvel series. Like, so I'm glad they added that to the game. That's really, really cool. So it, it can, it kind of intrigues you and engages your interest right out the gate and also helps you kind of catch up to speed of some of the variety of cards that are out there that you might see. Yeah, totally. And I, I, I think that the tutorial overall was just like, it was effective. It was like, it was efficient. It was effective. And that's my biggest complaint against tutorials is they're not efficient. Um, they just, I'm just stuck in it way too long. I just won't get through it. This one was not the case, like 10 minutes maybe. And I had like knocked it out and I felt like I had a pretty good understanding of the game. And we're going to talk about like progression next episode. Like what does it look like to build a collection? Um, all of those sorts of things. I'll say this from my first impressions, though, when I jumped in, I was like, because the unique thing about this game is that you have 12 cards, only 12 cards in your deck, and you only play six rounds and you have one copy of each card. So it's not multiple copies of every card like you would have in a you know 40 card deck or whatever. And so I thought there just is not going to be the depth and the breadth of gameplay involved in this game that will keep me who's an avid card game player intrigued or coming back 
This is going to be a little gimmicky. It's going to be more mobile game than card game. And I think if you're an avid card game player, if you're coming from Magic, if you're coming from Runeterra, if you're coming from Hearthstone, I think that's an honest feeling that I think a lot of people would have because they would just feel like the gameplay isn't going to be intriguing enough um, because it's just, it's not a big enough deck, right? Deck building won't be cool. Um, it won't be deep enough. That has not been my experience with this game as an avid card game player. I would, I would actually say the, I would say there's a lot of card games that have bigger decks, bigger card pools and longer games that I feel are, give me less uh, bandwidth for creative freedom and deck building than this game does. If I could just jump in on this, um, there's two reasons I think for that. The first reason, it's not just your deck. It's the locations. And those yeah. are massively make influential. The and they affect your deck building. And not just like the hot locations, which are a thing where for a day or two, they will increase massively increase the rate that a certain location uh, pops up. And it's displayed right on the home screen. So everyone knows, oh, maybe I should play this deck because it will play to this location a little bit better, which I think is a really brilliant feature and can really keep the meta from getting too stale for too long. Two... And I think that this is something that like I've heard that complaint from a few people in our community. And maybe, maybe it's true really, really long term. But I don't think I agree with it because one card makes a massive difference. A single card change makes can really ch radically change what the deck is doing, how effectively it's doing it, um, and what options you have on any given turn. And finally... Here's the thing, man. You only get one of every card. You have 12 cards. You have 12 unique cards. Multiply that times three, which is the average uh, cards in a playset that you could put into a deck for a bigger deck building system. And you're looking at the same ratios almost. If you had a 40 card deck, right, in, in another game, well, the, you're probably playing most of your cards are three of a kind. So you're still probably looking at only 12 to 14 different cards in your deck. And, and you know, for some games that have four of a kind, it's the same thing. You know, 12 multiplied by four. I mean, you know, you have to consider too, like, that it's all, it's not necessarily about the total cards, it's about the ratios of the different yep. cards. And so it's actually surprisingly comparable to, to many other games. I've made this comparison before in a different way um, to highlight kind of what you're talking about. People wonder why in some cases it's easier to build like power teams in the NBA versus it is like the NFL. And it's because there's less people on the court at a time. They have a bigger individual impact at one point than let's say an NFL team does where there are 11, 12 guys out on the field at the time. And there's also different like squads that come out of offense, defense, well, special hopefully teams. not 12 men on the field. That's well, 11 men on the field. So <laughs> that's a penalty. 12 <laughs> men on the field is a penalty. But like there's 11 men constantly playing versus the four or five that are the five that are on the court for an NBA team. So you take those same ratios, kind of scaling it down and the 12 cards you have in your deck and snap, yeah, you can really optimize a deck if you've that got means that every single one is important. Every single card, every is single important. card. And the other thing is, is that uh, the based on the way that you collect cards in this game, you don't always have all the cards and neither does your opponent. If it's a real opponent, they may not always have all of the optimized cards to make the deck 
perfect. They have to make some adjustments or they have to fit some cards that are like kind of fits, but not necessarily like the best options until they can get those those cards. So there's there's an unoptimized aspect of that card building that also makes it complex and fun. The game, and this is kind of getting into um, a, this is kind of getting to what we'll talk about to more extent in future episodes, but I do want to like stress that for an avid card game player, there may be a frustration, one that I sort of experienced, um, which is you are ready jumping into a new game. You play the first hour or two and you're like, this game's great. I'm hooked. I want to keep going. I want to grind. I want to play 24 hours of this game. It won't let you progress at that rate. Mm-hmm. It will. You will not have an even progression rate, and I think it does a major service to this game, in like holistically. It does not allow you to burn out on the game. If you want to progress, like there are so many people that are just here for the progression, it intentionally slows you down, and at first it annoyed me, and then later I realized, well, man, I am not getting burnout on this game. I'm not tilting on this game. I'm not like. And it's because I've realized this is this is a happy medium of a live service sort of uh, you know uh, daily login kind of game, um, but it doesn't benefit you to just constantly grind. And players are going to have to realize like that may sting at first because it's how you're used to playing a lot of these kind of card games um, or a lot of these kind of any video game. But then you need to get to the point where you realize that means you have a long tail experience with it mm-hmm. where you're going to be able to continually like months and months later, there's still so many cards I can't, I don't have yet and I can't wait to get. And it's trained me to be patient for those cards. Yeah. You know, it limits not only to pay to win, but it also limits the play to advance, right? Or the the, the pay to get there faster. Um, element that some games have because you know there's less and less games now that are pay to win now i will say when you get into this game there's a gimmicky vibe to it at first you're kind of like this doesn't feel like a card game it actually feels more like a mobile game and i was like anticipating the wall right like i'm gonna play this game for two days i remember I your wall. comments on your first stream i yeah. i remember when i kept I trying to be well. like give me, give me an hour like just just relax hang out. just, just hang, yeah, hang with it in. but that's the vibe that i got because i think the game and i to to the team's credit i think what they're trying to do is they're not trying to get more people that played magic the gathering to play this game they're trying to get people who play mobile games to play a card game and this game does that because let's face it the mobile game market is much larger than the magic the gathering or the hearthstone market and this game does that so freaking well like in the balance that it does it with is really really well done i will say this the only negative experience that i had and we'll we'll cap it with this the only negative first time player experience that i had was i had to play against bots for a very long time uh in order because your collection level advances but you can't super accelerate it in the beginning very much right they're not selling you packs of stuff to be able to super accelerate it um you can just a little bit maybe, but not by a lot. And so because of that, I played against bots for a really long time. Now, as a normal player, maybe they're new to the game. It makes total sense because you're building confidence and you're learning the game as someone who's coming just from, I used to play, uh, you know, Marvel Strike Force, and now I'm playing this. And the crazy part is when this game came out formally on mobile, 
I was at a conference called Megazord Summit with a group of gamers, content creators, and live streamers in Cincinnati. And it had just come out like the day, two days beforehand. And I was the only card game player of the group. And almost every single one of them downloaded Snap while we were there. And we were all playing together and all y'all super pumped that I got this new card. And oh my gosh, this is awesome. And I love this game. And did you see this strategy? Did you see this location yet? There's so much excitement with the group. And to the point now that I'm back, there's like 15 of us every single day, multiple times a day. There are multiple non-card gamers who are posting the cards they're getting, the games they're playing, the things they've won, the strats they're running in, in the Discord for it. And this is, uh, this is not card game players. Like these guys, none of them, maybe they dabbled in magic at one point. But for the most part, these guys are just, they were Marvel fans who found this game and now they're falling in love with this card game. And I think that just goes to show that I didn't like the play against bots for the first three days that I play thing. Um, but I think it actually isn't, I think it's actually kind of smart. I think it's, it's actually, a it's smart. good for building uh, a community. It's also good for building a market for it. Um, you know, it's in, and you know, you get to the place where you don't play against bots very often eventually. So everyone's going to get there. I'll say this. Um, you just made me think of it for new players. It's really great to share it with somebody. So like I highly recommend, you know, seeing who of your friends has already downloaded it or maybe encouraging someone else to give it a try because it's so accessible. Pretty much every gamer I know has tried it. I mean, shoot, Gibby and I's D&D friends, um, they both of them have downloaded it and tried it and like it and are playing it. And that's not been the case for any other card game that we've played, any other mobile game that we've played. This is a weirdly like for gamers, this is like the game of Thrones shared experience. So like you can kind of revel in that weirdly accessible. You'd be surprised how many people have tried this game and are still playing it. So, you know, revel in that. And then the other thing I just, I'll just say this too. You are right. This game has the potential to be screenshot more than maybe any other card game I've played. This is a highly screenshotable game uh, because you can look at some crazy, you know, final scores. It's, it gives you that, that like board state where you can look at the end afterwards and be like, whoa, look at all the doom bots I have on the field. This is awesome. Uh, or, you know, whatever, or wow, look, I assembled all the infinity gems, uh, which I've still only done once. Um, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to like, Jeff, cool. by the way. Jeff in our uh, in our Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm naming. I'm dubbing him the Screenshot King because yes. that dude puts out hilarious screenshots. Well, he's also just his... the Discord King. Yeah, uh, king he puts out Discord. he puts out screenshots of all of his uh, his of snap games. The Duke of Discord of all of his snap games and all the cool ways that he's won games uh, more than anybody else that I can think of. So I insist that Jeff change his title to duke of discord which one is really cool two you can hear it being like this like really cool villain name too the duke of discord well hey guys in next episode we're gonna be talking about advancement about the way you upgrade cards in this game about the way you acquire cards in this game we're gonna be talking about pull one pull two pull three pull four pull five cards and uh what that looks like how you get into those. Uh, and then the episode after that, we're going to be talking about deck building, the depth of the game, the meta of the game, um, and what it really looks like to play at some of the higher ends, which other card games, we might not all be able to get into that conversation. In this one, we actually will, because we all are, you know, climbing and learning and, and 
are building collections for this game. So that's really exciting. Our final episode will be a recap and hopefully get someone on the show to maybe chat with us as well, which will be really cool. So I want to thank you guys. Is there anything that you guys want to say in our first episode, first glance at Marvel Snap before we cut out? Just overall encouragement to play the game. If you've got questions uh, about the game, come join our Discord. We've got a million different people on there that are playing that can answer any nuances and, and intricacies that you've got. If you don't understanding something or you just need advice on how to build a, a certain deck. Um, there's also just tools and streamers out there constantly that are now jumping into this game. So uh, it's becoming more accessible. The more people join and start playing it. So uh, we, we welcome you to do the same. Yeah, definitely enjoy it. It's, it's a really, it's a really fun game and uh, we have a great community around it that you can engage with. Yeah, do that. Do that. Download this one. Like, this is one that we can say after episode one. Yes. Download this game. Like, and th- it don't think like, oh, I'm going to play this. I'm not going to be able to keep up on my other card games. That might be the case, but it won't be done so begrudgingly. Uh, mm-hmm. Where that is the case with some other card games, where I feel the, uh, I don't really want to log on this to do, like, I got to get on and do my stuff. That I, I downloaded this game, and some of my first experience was like, I could keep up with another game and play this game on the side. It's one of the only card games that's ever happened with. I played the least amount I've ever played uh, of the three months that I've played this three and a half months. Last month was the least amount I've ever played this game. And I still was able to fully complete the season pass uh, because I played strategically and played to the quests and it's easy to keep up with. Um, yep. I have so two missions awesome. that refill in 57, 57 minutes. And that's what I'm waiting on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't want to miss those missions well guys thanks for listening to this episode uh next week we'll come back talking about progression the carrot on the stick and whether or not it's a a carrot that you actually want to chase after not you want to chase after how do you build a collection and what do those pools of cards actually look like because this game does it different than any other card game that i've ever played and i think in many ways they freaking knock it out of the park and we'll talk about the token system, which might be, at this point, the most confusing form of currency I've seen in a mobile app in a while, uh, with the exception of Pokemon Unite, which has the most annoying and difficult to understand currency system on the it planet. Um, <laughs> but it's the most, this is the game that is like, everything is a free currency in that game, and it's insanely overwhelming. Um, but that's not what we're talking about. Uh, we're going to discuss the currency systems and the collection systems, how to build a collection. What does that look like in Marvel snap next week? Thanks for tuning in this week. We really appreciate you. My co-host Gibbles and DBN. Thanks for taking a Friday afternoon and recording with us. Appreciate you guys. And uh, Hey, everybody be sure to come back again next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of legends cast. You can join our podcast community by joining Discord using the link in the description of this episode. You can become a supporter of the show by visiting patreon.com slash camplegend. And don't forget to check out all of the other shows in the Camp Legend Podcast Network. <laughs>